Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. Michael Keaton, back as Batman. It could be happening. Jurassic World Dominion adds a surprising returning character from the original film. But before all that, here's an update on the movie world amid the COVID-19 pandemic. So Christopher Nolan's Tenet film has been delayed. Um, Its release date is now August 12th, 2020. So again, another couple of weeks. It was just two weeks ago that we were saying how it's moved two weeks, but it's okay, don't panic, because they're using that to release Inception for two weeks, the 10-year anniversary. So it's okay, don't panic. But now it's moved. I feel like we're chasing this movie. We're like, (laughs) and it just keeps, like we're there and then it jumps out of our hands. This this movie symbolizes like movies going back to semblance of normalcy. Like, never mind Unhinged. Get about that. That's the tenet is it's still, yeah, it's it. Um, But in order to avoid competing with, um, with tenet, um, at the box office, Bill and Ted Face the Music has now been pushed to a later date as well, uh, August 28th for it. So again, another couple of weeks for that one. It makes sense. You need to move out of the way of Tenet. That's going to be the big out one. Out of the way. Get out of the way. Tenet's coming. I want to see Face the Music on the big screen. I know we'll see Tenet on the big screen, but I'm worried for Bill and Ted. I think... It, 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 it is that kind of like that movie that potentially could make it to streaming if it's not careful. Um, Disney's Milan has uh, delayed its release date for a third time. I've already forgotten where it was going to be coming out. I'm assuming it was early August. That's a guess. Um, now August 21st. It could have even been July, to be honest, Mulan. But I think the two of us, this movie isn't really on our radar anyway. Yeah, even as you know, the Disney guy that um, that I am, and and the wife, of course, you know, big Disney is like wants to see everything Disney related. Even she's like, not phased. Like we'll check it out eventually, but we're not racing. It looks to... fine. Disney Plus. Yeah. Eventually, it'll end there anyway. Now, do you know what? If they're putting songs in it, I'd probably be keen. I'm just saying. Um, and lastly, I guess Sony Animation president says uh, there will be more R-rated animated movies due to them being easier to make remotely than live action. What he says is uh, there are a couple we're working on and we're really excited about releasing um, our first one. So not so much delays with this story, obviously, but more of, I guess, changing uh, how business is, is done, I guess, what they're sort of going to be putting out. Is why I put the story there. Our COVID nineteen section is only mm. delays. So I thought mix it up a little bit. Let's okay, include something. You know what's actually happening, and that is interesting. Hey, we had a few positive. We had a few positive. Uh, you know, weeks while ago, but never mind. So this is good. This is a good change of pace. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, R-rated animated comedies from a big studio. The last one, Sausage thinking, Party, is all I can think. Yeah, of. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Thank you. From Sony Sausage as well. Party. Yeah. That was Sony Pictures, I'm guessing. Seth Rogen, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's really all I can think of. So they want to do more. So obviously there's not that many. I mean, there might be, but... So I guess more Sausage Party on its way. 
just give me more R-rated animated comedies. I don't need more Sausage Party. <laughs> that movie was fine. <laughs> that movie peaked, I think. I enjoyed it. I did. I just don't need more of that. <laughs> it couldn't have really gone anywhere else. Um, all right, well, that's it for the COVID stuff. Let's just move on. Like I said, I'm always just wait. I'm just going to wait for the dust to settle and just tell me the concrete dates. But in two weeks all time, done. tune in for our tenant update. <laughs> <laughs> all right um trailer talk we've got a couple here first up we've got greenland um Gerard butler big action flick um marina Baccarin as well first trailer for for greenland coming to cinemas possibly this august <laughs> <laughs> yeah this uh yeah, jerry butler i'm always i'm always happy to see jerry butler in a movie He's always fine. In a shitty action like movie him. as well. You know what? But you know, this, this doesn't this, look too shitty. Mate, this looks terrifying. Uh, terrifying. Looks I thought you were going to say terrible. terrifying. No, it looks, it looks good. Uh, hey, I'm a big sucker scary. for disaster films, especially like end of the world type ones where shit's just going nuts. Big special effects. Like that's, you know, sometimes that's all you want on the big screen. So I'm, I'm all for it. And drop Butler, yeah, like, you know. I'll I'll pay to see him. You know, it's all right. Yeah, no, I'll um, yeah, I'll watch this. But I distinctly remember you asking me about this movie a while ago because you were saying I was going to talk about that trailer, and I had no idea what you were talking about. And all these months later, here we are. Turns out that was a leaked version I'd watched, and oh right, and instead of the studio just going with it, they pulled it, kept quiet, didn't address it, and then they released it again. But they see the studio. <laughs> the, the name of the studio. It, it, what is it? STX. It's them, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a longer version of that. It's obviously an abbreviation. Entertainment or whatever. But they, they did Bad Moms and a few other ones. But yeah, but they were smaller, a smaller studio. Mm. But this looks good. It does look good. But again, terrifying. Hey, look, if it comes out in August, it's a movie I can watch at the cinema in August. So I'm taking it. I'm taking it and I'm running with it. So we've got Russell Crowe in Unhinged. We've got Gerard Butler in Greenland. Men with beards. Things exploding. <laughs> <laughs> That's our speaking August. Of a, speaking of a man with beard, do you want to take this next trailer? Seth Rogen plays Ben and Herschel Greenbaum in An American Pickle. This is a movie for me. Came out of nowhere. I had no idea it was a thing. Watched this trailer. And then as the trailer developed, yeah, it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> if you've not seen the trailer, an immigrant worker falls into a vat of pickles and is brined for 100 years. The brine preserves him perfectly. And when he emerges in present-day Brooklyn, he finds that he hasn't aged a day. And we've got two Seth Rogans in this movie. That I wasn't expecting. I had heard the premise of this film a couple of weeks ago. It was like Seth Rogans making this movie about this guy who falls in a pickle thing. Hundred years later, he wakes up completely preserved, as you said. I didn't know he would be playing like his great grandson or whatever it is, as well. And it's like okay, so now I'm looking forward to a scene with the two of them. You know, maybe experimenting or you know sharing a, a few exotic plants <laughs> or something. Well, when, and that's the two of them doing their laugh. 
when this started, I thought, wow, like, you know, Seth Rogen is really doing something different here. Like and an then, house piece. Yes. <laughs> it looks when, like the lighthouse. Like, <laughs> when he meets his modern day relative, it's Seth Rogen doing his Seth Rogen thing. Like that's, but you know, it looks, it looks interesting, but this is HBO Max. They're selling this or pitching it as a HBO Max original. I don't know if it was always intended to be that, but this is not going to be theatrical, purely streaming, and only on HBO Max. So I'm assuming the, uh, here in Australia, Foxtel, maybe, on standard HBO? Yeah. No idea. I don't know. But it looks maybe, We could get a completely different run of um, how those movies are distributed to us. Um, but no, yeah, it looks looks funny, funny premise. Um, I don't know, it just looks like old school Seth Rogen. I say old school, it hasn't been that long, but I feel like we just haven't had a decent Seth Rogen film that's just sort of his in a while. Well, we talked about Sausage Party. I think that was the last movie of his <laughs> that I watched at the cinema. Right, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, he's, I mean, he's done a few, but yeah, I haven't, I've just either just avoided them or haven't gotten around to them. I think so. I can't even name check them, but I have seen other Rogan films since, but none that I've been excited to go out and see. This is probably the most interested I've been in one of his, his films in quite a while. And to be honest, I really like him. Yeah. It's just, okay. I don't know, there's something a little bit off there. But this looks good, though. I'll be checking it out. I don't I'll know how. Pickle. I'm sure you'll... Again. <laughs> so, someone will let us know, I'm sure, at some point when it comes to it. I'll just, All right, I'll um, just wait. <laughs> Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Um, you know how we like to talk DC animated films. We've got Darren Chris, Zachary Quinto, and Alexandra Daddario. I do like her. Um in the lead voice cast. Superman Man of Steel is hitting digital in August with a Blu-ray combo pack to follow in September. So this is exciting. I guess uh, a standalone film. Correct me if I'm wrong. So they finished their shared continuity of films with Justice League Dark Apocalypse War. We reviewed that, um, what, maybe a month ago now. And this next one comes out in, say, a month. It looks interesting, and some of the designs in this trailer looks familiar. Like when you had Superman, and he's got the dark T-shirt, what looks like a spray-painted S, he's got the goggles, he's flying. And I looked into it, and it's loosely based on the uh, miniseries by Max Landis, Superman, American Alien. And what he did with that comic, each issue had a different artist. And it was great. I'm currently rereading it now but again, loosely based on. But what we're going to get in this movie is a new take on his origin. And you might think, well, have we not had enough of them? And if you think about it, we've had Superman the movie in 78, Man of Steel in 2013, and this year we will have Superman American Alien. It is the third movie that has shown his origin and the first movie that's been animated. Is it only the third, really? Is that correct? Well, what else is there? I'm not okay. talking TV. I'm talking film. Yeah, okay. There's no more. So none of the other animated movies have, have done that? They've not done the origin. I mean, the first one wow. they did in this series was Superman Doomsday. That wasn't an origin. Yeah, that was his death. 
They've not done it. <laughs> it's just, it's not happening. That's a good point. And, you know, whilst watching this trailer, I mean, the thought did come to me. I was like, you know, oh, are we getting, you know, are we getting too many Superman origin stories? But And then without even thinking and counting and stuff, just watching the trailer, I was like, you know what? I don't care. I, this, I'm enjoying the fact that, you know, there's that moment in the trailer where, you know, he's introducing himself to like the people, I'm assuming of Metropolis. And he says, I'm Kal-El. I think he says of like, Krypton or, or something. And you know, he doesn't say, he doesn't address himself as Superman or anything. He introduces himself as who he is. And I'm just like, this is cool. Like I enjoyed it. I'm like, Bring on more Superman origin stories. Again, in film, it's the third. Only three times? For that's a character <laughs> that's been around since 1938. That's not that's too many. Nuts. And it's, it's a different take as well. It's a di- yeah. Well, if there's another one, you know, please let us know. But I, I can't think. <laughs> I mean, you another. would know. You would know. We've had it, it in was. animation, Superman the Animated Series. They did a three-part essentially a three-part pilot, but still TV. We got Lois and Clark in 93, but that was TV. But it looks interesting, and it's a different take. And in this, Clark Kent is an intern at the Daily Planet. He's not even starting there as a reporter. He's not even being paid. I'm curious if they're going to follow the comic, though, because in that, it's Lex Luthor that gives him the name Superman, where usually it's Lois Lane. But I'm intrigued by this. And when you were going through the cast earlier with Alexandra Daddario, I could see her as a live-action Lois. But we're getting her in animation, and for now, let's just be happy with that. She'd make a great Lois. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just thinking about that a little bit longer. There's a caveat. <laughs> I would cast her in everything. But anyway... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um, let's move on to that before uh, it gets all it get you know I get all flustered. I'm already tripping over myself. Um, movie news. <laughs> this this is big. This is huge. If it happens, Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role as Batman in Andy Muschietti's upcoming Flash movie. I know this is huge. Andy Muschietti's still attached as director. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, though. It's not, they're now referring to it as The Flash, The Flash film. For the longest oh. time, it was Flashpoint. Like the yes, Batman. Machete is still <laughs> attached for now. <laughs> but holy crap. So Michael Keaton, tell me more. <laughs> oh. Well, it might not just be appearing in one film. If talks go well, Keaton's version of Batman could stick around in DC films for a few years, appearing as a kind of behind-the-scenes mentor figure in the vein of Marvel's Nick Fury. It could even show up in the upcoming Batman film as a aid to that young hero, provided all goes well. Nothing's confirmed at this stage, but whoever plays Batman in this film, Michael Keaton or anybody else, will actually wear the bat suit. What I did here, if for whatever reason Keaton passes on this, they're going to go after Christian Bale. Okay, so they so either way they want. I guess we're going to refer to him as a a, a veteran live action Batman actor, and I guess they're skipping over Kilmer and Clooney. You know what? I rewatched Batman <laughs> Forever, and Kilmer is bloody great in that, but he's changed. <laughs> like he's not he's not the same man. You that changed, he was man. Ninety five, and let's not even get into Clooney. He used to be Batman, and now 
it's no good. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was looking online and the, there's some concept art for the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Now, in that, in the Batwoman episode, they had Kevin Conroy, who voiced Batman in the animated series, play a live-action Bruce Wayne, and he's wearing a like a metal brace. It's like his, you know, his bones are broken, and that's what's keeping him yeah. together. The concept art, they drew Michael Keaton, which makes <laughs> you think maybe they went to him first. But if he passed on it, very fortunate. One, we got Conroy as a live-action Bruce yeah. Wayne, but two saving himself for this i hope it happens i really do but boy are they changing things up at warner brothers with what they're doing with these dc films no it'll just get wacky it's just gonna get wacky as long as they keep steering the ship and it doesn't just become a huge mess can you remember when they brought danny elfman on to replace the original composer on justice league i'm still confused he used his <laughs> his Batman eighty nine theme yeah. for Affleck's Batman. Na, 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 na. Yeah, it's great. They, I know, but if they pulled this off and they have Keaton as Batman in that shared universe, it completely works now. Because I they could guess. just say that's Batman's okay. theme, no matter what face he has. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. we could get Michael Keaton as Batman, which you know, there's been so many changes along the way whether it's directors or story direction with his flash film but never in a million years did i think they were going to be like you know what michael keaton back as batman like can you remember hearing the story from the set of spider-man homecoming and it was michael keaton as vulture and he's fighting tom holland as spider-man and he kept saying i'm batman Yeah, it was that was brilliant. All these years, and we thought that was it. Like he's not going to be Batman again. Like he made that movie Birdman, and Mm. Batman was just in the past. Bloody hell! Could happen. It could. Um, As a Tanner film could happen. Um, It's reportedly in the works at Warner Brothers as a project separate from J.J. Abrams' upcoming Justice League Dark HBO Max series. So she is the magician that casts spells by saying words backwards. That's who she is. Oh, she, that's how you do it. That's, yes, well, that's how she does it. But it's, you know, this character has appeared in Smallville and then many, you know, animated films and TV. But yeah, this will be the lots first. Of yeah, but this was the first time in a live action film. And separate, as you say, the one that we're getting from JJ. So we could potentially have two. One in film, one on TV. But this one is very early development. I think when you start introducing magic into a a superhero film franchise, things get wacky. I was just giving you a lead into the next story. I I didn't have a point. Well, I was going to counter that by saying DC have done it already with Shazam. But anyway, let's, um, let's move on from DC to Marvel. Chiwetel Ejiofor has confirmed Carl Mordo's return for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. He went on to say all will be revealed when asked about his absence during Infinity War and Endgame. I'm not going to lie. Completely forgot about him. Tell you what, though. He's got a very unimpressive first name. (laughs) Carl. And Carl... Is a fine name, day-to-day life. 
But as a big <laughs> supervillain, here comes Carl. I mean, granted, Mordor is, you know, has a better yeah. sound to it. Yeah, he's anyway. probably just going to have to drop Carl. Um, but, but yeah, like, like I said, I, I completely forgot about this character. I forgot that he had a, a post-credit stinger at the end of the, uh, the first Doctor Strange film. But, you know, like we've seen Doctor Strange multiple times since then. And, you know, obviously in the in Infinity War and Endgame, um, he had his little cameo in Thor uh, Ragnarok. And, you know, like I just forgot that there was that lingering villain there. I almost... I don't know. I guess I assume the movies would probably just forget about him as well. Surprise! (laughs) But yeah, when you break it down, it's like, okay, this is the second Doctor Strange movie and that villain that was teased. I mean, of course it makes sense. He (laughs) is his villain. But I'm curious more so about what he had to say about his absence. I mean, it could Mm. end up being nothing. It could just be a tease. I've been off training. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. (laughs) That's where he's been. Or he's been in another dimension. Okay, I um, maybe I thought, he was snapped. Maybe I thought snapped. that story had more legs. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> Look, I don't care, but it makes sense. That's it. There's I gave my you an out. Let's go to the next story. <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, Margot Robbie will reteam with Birds of Prey writer Christina Hodson for a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie for Disney. So this, before we get into it, the film will be separate from the upcoming reboot that's planned um, from Ted Elliott and Craig Mazin. So they're, they're doing a reboot of the Pirates franchise, but they're also doing this uh, standalone, if we want to call it, Margot Robbie-led film. Yeah, they're refusing to call it a spin-off. It's just yep, another cool. entry into the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. I think it's fine. I enjoy Margot Robbie. I think she'd make a fine pirate. I'm assuming she's playing a pirate. Oh, she'd have to be, surely. I mean, yeah, yeah a lot she'd of, have to be. Yeah, I think she'd make a fine pirate. I, I, I yeah, I, I want to see a dress as a pirate. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, a lot of people have been, you know, been like, you know, I won't watch a pirates movie without Johnny Depp. Well, I think that ship sailed, pun intended. He he was fantastic in the the first movie and then you know he had his moments and the rest but i think they they changed his character too much from like this force to be feared to just uh almost like an inspector cluso kind of pirate where things would just happen by accident i, I think they're done i think they're done it with did, him and yeah. if they want to keep the franchise alive do something different it did get a bit silly but you go back to that first pirates movie it oh, is fantastic solid. He was awesome. I, I'm pretty movie. sure he was nominated for Best Actor. Right, okay. Best wow. Supporting Actor or something at the Oscars. So, But here we are. Like, I'm probably just as excited about another Paris Caribbean movie as I am Avatar. Like not? <laughs> I'm not excited. Like, you know, it's, I'm just not. But I think them rejuvenating the franchise is what they need to do to try and get us excited again because obviously we're we're just hearing okay there's a new a different type of movie nothing yet but i think once they start to release more material about it you know promotional stuff trailer even or maybe just even a, a still shot of margot dressed up as a pirate is all i really need right now um it's hey like i don't think you know it's not going to be bad it's going to be fine but i don't know i, think, I think i'm a bit I think over it doing something new it might change us and make us go hey i'm excited now about that and or it might not do anything for us. We might say, no, nah, still pass. 
But where are the movies? Where are the fresh ideas? Anyway, we've got some Jurassic World news. You know, they're making another one of those. Jurassic World. I didn't World, know. I'm not Dominion. kidding. <laughs> this is actually, you know what? I'm going to walk that back because this is actually quite exciting. Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern will seemingly play integral roles in the film. We've known yeah. for a while that they're going to be in it, but it was Sam Neill. He was doing an interview somewhere, and he was talking about the fact that he's done extensive shooting for this film, and he's in the whole film. It's not like in the last one, Fallen Kingdom, when Jeff Goldblum bookended the movie. They're actually said to be in it, which does not. have me excited. But more than that, we got a Dodson. Dodson here. It's not the same actor, is it? <laughs> but we've got... It's not. I, I, I checked. Yeah, <laughs> it's, not. it's not. But you know but what? Anyway. I did a face comparison. And of course, we are talking about Campbell Scott, um, who's going to apparently come on to play Lewis Dodson. Dog, uh, Dodson. You think I'd know how to say his name? Dodson. Anyway, if you're familiar, he's the mysterious man who sparks the whole bloody drama in the first place in that first That's movie. it. He pays Nedry to, you know cut the power, steal the embryos, pretty much steal 10 years of research from InGen, give it to Biosyn, which is the company. I've wanted Biosyn to feature in a Jurassic Park sequel. Uh, I've wanted Dodgson to come back in some capacity ever since The Lost World. In the, in the book, he was a major character. It was actually throughout, he was on the island throughout the story doing stuff. Um, and obviously the movies went in different directions and, but yeah, to have him back finally, it's almost like we couldn't, we can ignore pretty much the middle chunk of all of the, of this franchise and just, just jump straight to this last movie. I feel like they're, they're doing a like full circle. Like this might be a real true sequel with, uh, the original cast sort of having such pivotal roles, this guy coming back in some capacity, like a sequel to the first movie. It really is. All I want to add to that is... Getting excited, man. Dodson. we got a Dodson here. See? Nobody cares. We you care. Know I'm excited. We care. We care. You're wrong, Wayne Knight. We care very much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It is cool casting that. On the back of having the originals playing bigger parts and his edition, I wonder what the original guy's doing. I bet it's like, hey, what about <laughs> you? I'm just... Yeah. I'm assuming it's flashbacks, though, surely. And that's why they're going for a younger actor. Nah, Campbell Scott's, like, probably, like, 60. Oh, wow. Then um, what did the original did you... actor do wrong for them not to bring him <laughs> back? I mean, well, unfortunately, I, a... I don't have his name here. I did a side-by-side comparison. I was like, it's definitely the, a different actor, but I'm like, you know what? Bone structure kind of looks like him. It works. That's how much I get. Again, I was like, gonna... What did that guy do? <laughs> I don't know. Well, everyone else is back. Maybe he's not acting anymore. Maybe he's dead. I don't know. Maybe he's. Well, this, um, maybe, an, maybe he's an asshole. Really insensitive, then, if that's the case. Wow. Um, okay, cool. I mean, we he's great in that movie. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> everyone is Jurassic Park. Solid movie. Check it out. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Seth Rogen again, here we go. He's set to produce a new CG animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie reboot. 
Um, we've got Jeff Rowe set to direct. Uh, you know him from Gravity Falls and Connected. Um, and written by Brendan O'Brien from Bad Neighbours. Oh, Sorority Rising. Seth Rogen attached to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, he's done comic properties before on TV. He did Preacher. And there's another one as well. But he's done comic book TV, and yeah, he's going to be doing a movie. Now, is this going to be an R-rated movie? Probably not. (laughs) Can you Um, imagine, though? I mean, think about where Ninja Turtles started, you know, the real dark, really It was never R-rated, but yeah, but it was a lot more violent and black and white. Imagine if they just go, hell, let's just just do an R-rated Ninja Turtles. There would be an audience for it, because they keep pumping out these Nickelodeon animated TV series. So why mm. not go a bit edgier with the movie? I hope they do that, actually. I mean, looking at the director, so Gravity Falls, I know of it. I've not seen it. Connected, that's that new upcoming movie, which looks pretty cool from Sony Animation. And the writer, Bad Neighbours. So that's what we. That's what it's called here in Australia. In the US, they just got it as Neighbours. Yeah. And Sorority Rising, not too familiar. Yeah, hopefully. It has a bit more be, edge to I mean, it. it, it it doesn't need to be, you know, crude. No, it doesn't. Like, and all that. But just, like, maybe violent. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it would make it stand out and be different from anything before. But it will probably just be the same as the rest of them. <laughs> A couple of weeks ago now, Netflix were saying something about a sequel to Chicken One Two, And I shared it with you immediately. Like, what is this? Because <laughs> at the time, it seemed to be that Netflix were just celebrating the 20th anniversary of the original Chicken Run movie. But then it was soon revealed they're making a sequel, a direct yep. sequel that will be made available for streaming. Now, at first, obviously, hearing that, I mean, uh, different emotions. Number one, the idea of a Chicken Run 2. Like, holy shit, yeah, bring it on. I'm all for it. Like, very excited. Like it's been too long, but you know, still not not too long because I'll still take it. Um, the fact that Netflix is, I guess, making it or putting it out that freaks me out a little bit. Just with the track record of Netflix originals, um, you know, let's be honest, it's, it's it's tricky. But looking into it a bit more, we've still got Ardman making it. We've still got you know, created Nick Park in a producing role. I think the, most of the original team, director, and or the other director and all that. They're, they're back. The majority of the cast, they're trying to get back as many as they can, bar one. Yeah. We'll get to in a sec. We but, um, <laughs> um, I think it's okay. I think Netflix is just distributing it. I mean, I, do, I would like to see this in, in a cinema, just like any movie, but whatever. It's my it's, takeaway. It's okay. Not as worried. Same. Not as, yeah. they, they are distributing it. It's still. Hardman animations, you know, it's it's going to be the same style, stop motion. It's just going to have Netflix behind you. But I think Netflix, they're so used to, like, I mean, most people have got Netflix now worldwide. And then they just do these very low-key announcements. And often <laughs> it's for something that's just small anyway. But then when it's something slightly bigger in scale, like say, I don't know, a sequel to Chicken Run. So when they put a post up on social media, it didn't quite seem, it didn't seem as though this is what they were saying. 
But it's yeah, big like news. You thought it was Huge just a news. happy twentieth birthday to change. Exactly, <laughs> but no, they're like, hey, by the way, we're making we're making a sequel, so we're going to get Chicken One too, twenty years later. And so as you were going to say earlier, no Mel Gibson. They've been very clear. Yes, on yes, no Mel Gibson. So. I mean, he's still doing things, but I think he's been saying a few things that are stirring the pot the wrong way. We don't need to get into that, but it, we don't. It? Yeah, we're we not a rider. But you know what? Yeah, let's leave it. People are touchy. You know, it's yeah. They're they're staying away from him. Okay, so be it. Would you want Rocky back with somebody else voicing him, or just a new character? Rocky will be back. No, no, you, Rocky. Rocky will be back. <laughs> when I've said to you off, there's new voice actor. Whatever, it's fine. I've not seen this movie in 20 years. And the first time, first and only time I watched it was at the cinema. Hey, we just did a uh, rewind and review episode on Chicken Run. Good time to check it out again. 20th anniversary. Get onto it. Um, but look, if they, if they bring back the majority of the cast, Armel Gibson, it, it's fine. If they start recasting everyone, it's going to, especially with it being like a, essentially a home release, it's going to start to feel like a cheap, yeah, you know, I don't like a cheap think... Disney sequel that no one once i don't think and i'm hoping they go unlike you know like flushed away where they went same designs you know admin designs but cgi if they do that it's gonna really feel like no, a cheap. i don't think they will they need to go full-on claymation old school get it done if you look at the original cast we're talking known actors in the uk whether it's from sitcoms or whatever dramas in you know british dramas but we're not talking about big, like Mel Gibson height names. Exactly. So they so can I get think them easily. They'll, they'll, I reckon they will be back. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do with the character of Rocky. I'll just recast. <laughs> It'll be okay. I, I don't honestly. I don't remember. The first movie is on Netflix. I'll do a rewatch. But Rocky's I, I definitely there at the end, and it's integral to the. <laughs> Apparently, this movie. Starts exactly where the movie, the other one ends. So. Oh, okay. I was just going to wonder, like, I wonder if we're talking 20 years later, but we're not then. So it's like the <laughs> like minutes I, between films. I don't think chickens live that long. <laughs> just Ooh, like... touche. <laughs> but you do realise they're made out of clay. Oh, yes. I re- Anyway. Anyway. Um, Netflix has shared our first look at Enola Holmes starring Millie Bobby Brown Henry Cavill, uh, Sam Claflin, and Helena Bonham Carter as the new Holmes family. We got a trailer, didn't we? Or was it just stills that we got? Just stills. I'm going to put out about All four right. initial stills. And this film arrives September. I'm essentially taking this opportunity to draw attention to the stills they released. And we're going to review it. So here we are. <laughs> HB, uh, unless it's going to... Unless they there's something. Won't be. This looks interesting. <laughs> hey, September. Some big movies could be out. We might be tied up. We'll be like, eh, no. and Nola Holmes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this next story, I take it it's big news because you shared this on social media. And I never shared I know. So hey, the, if you follow that us on social media, Facebook page. <laughs> it's me. For the most part, but occasionally. <laughs> Jason will share something. I'll throw something like, in there. Wow, he's, uh, this must be something. The Magic School Bus. You took the now, time. Do you, do you know what the Magic School Bus yeah, is? Yeah, I do. I okay, do. so you know it. I know yeah, okay. of it. It's not something I grew up watching. When they did the, the recent reboot, 
and they did the passing of the torch of the original Miss Fizzle, the new Miss yeah, was Fizzle. Shit. <laughs> I saw the pilot. Anyway, we're not talking about that. Elizabeth that Banks shit. has been cast as Miss Fizzle in an upcoming live-action movie based on The Magic School Bus. Lily Tomlin previously voiced Miss Fizzle from 94 until 97 in the animated series. And she was in that pilot, wasn't she? And she passed the, the baton over to Kate McKinnon. Yeah. But anyway... Not talking about that one, but this does this has you interested. A live action magic school bus, yeah, yeah, man. Like, um, I get I don't know in here in Australia at least, like growing up in the 90s at school and, and all you know, we just watched the magic school bus, like just as in class, like just as a learning tool. The teacher just had a nap, I mean, I guess, <laughs> like you know, one one. One term we'd be learning all about, like you know, the the ocean. So you know, one day we'd just watch the episode where they go underwater. One term we'd be learning about all about space, and we'd watch the space episode. It was great. So that Fantastic. wasn't my experience at all. So it's something that I'd heard of, but I never actually watched it. Especially, it wasn't a substitute teacher at school. I just uh, <laughs> roll in the big TV set. And play oh, the you knew shit was about to go down when that happened. Um, did you actually announce Elizabeth Baggs? I don't know if you said any of that. I did, yeah, I did, yeah. She's yeah. playing Fizzle. So, I mean, Elizabeth Banks, I mean, I guess you don't care. You, we, we enjoy her. She's... Oh, no, I like Imagine her. the poster. I it'll like be her. like, It'll be like, Elizabeth Banks as Miss Fizzle, produced, written by Elizabeth Banks. In case you don't know what he's talking about, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the poster for Charlie's Angels, although Elizabeth Banks didn't feature herself on the poster, she was name-checked three times. <laughs> exciting uh let's move on then um just to get fear make things even weirder we've got jason momoa uh set to voice frosty the snowman in a new live action movie for warner brothers this has had a huge response online i think it's more so in the states i guess they've got a strong connection to th- i mean this animated movie came out i think the 60s like it's not you know it's been out for a while and yeah, some people don't like the fact that Momoa is playing the snowman, saying he doesn't sound <laughs> right for it. We're talking about a sentient snowman. Let him do Every it. Every time I think of Frosty the Snowman, I always, I don't even think of that animated. I always go to Jack Frost and I think that's Frosty the Snowman. And I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's different. That's it's kind of the same. That's my question. <laughs> oh, Keaton. <laughs> Man, he's in this episode a lot. I'm just he is, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just mention him every now and then. Uh, yeah, and this up. is this is fine. He'll be alright. I like Momoa. So, I mean, yeah, we know you know what you're going to get with him, and I guess that's what people are worried about because <laughs> what you normally get from him isn't what you'd expect. Crossing the snowman to be, but you know what? I'm sure they're fine. Warner Brothers no, know what they're doing. Jason Momoa, I wouldn't expect snow. But <laughs> no, no, not at all. Anyway. Yeah, but, uh, you know. Oh, this is one for you and an admission from me. I've never seen Twister and it's getting a reboot. Really? Yeah, I know. I really want to see it and I've always wanted to see it. It's just never, never happened. Universal, they're said to be making a reboot. Of course, I'm talking about Twister, the 1996 disaster film starring Bill Paxton and... Helen Hunt. And I really like Does Paxton. it start then? Do you know? You don't know. You haven't seen it. <laughs> I've seen the 
pictures. <laughs> I've seen the poster. <laughs> no, I've seen bits of it, I guess, when it's been on TV and there's been twisters, big tornadoes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I've got no answer for it. I'm going to watch it. I mentioned to my wife, oh, they're going to reboot Twister, but I've not seen the original. I've always just wanted to. And she's like, we'll just wait for the new one. No. I'm going to go back nah. and oh watch Baxter. I do want to see it. And there's a flying cow at some point. I know that much. But I do want twice. to go back and sell it twice. Or is it the same cow? Ooh. Joseph Kozinski, um, he's directing the upcoming Top Gun Maverick. He's in talks to direct. And they're currently looking for a writer. So nobody confirmed yet. So they know they want to reboot it. They've got a director. That's it. That's it. That's all Twister. we got. Getting a reboot. Yeah. I mean, I'll give it a chance. But, you know, if if it's good, I guess, cool, it's good. If it's shit, whatever. We still got Bill Paxton in the original Twister. So it's fine. All right. Um, Bruce Campbell himself, he has revealed the new official title for Evil Dead 4. Evil Dead Rise. Can you remember two weeks ago on this very podcast, we're talking about how it had been revealed the name of Evil Dead 4, and it was Evil Dead Now. Change the minds, clearly. This is the new title, I should say. This, this is, is the new, new title. A new, new. Two weeks title. ago, it was Now, Now It's Rise. The film's the same. They've just called it something else. I don't know. It's much the same. And it doesn't excite news. me anymore. It doesn't. It's just, it's new, I'm still that's confused at what this is. This is a fourth movie. It in is. The yeah, it's a continuation. So it's set okay. after the events of Army of Darkness. Right. And, and scratch, scratch everything else. Be the focus. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, that's it for movie news. Let's go on to TV news. We really ended with a whimper, didn't we? <laughs> <As> we <laughs> but anyway, TV news, we're here now. The first two seasons of the Karate Kid saga, Cobra Kai, are coming to Netflix this year with an all-new third season to follow. This Do you know what this means? A, what? What does this mean? It means I'm going to watch it. <laughs> okay, good. So this was a YouTube-read original series, and it's the fact that they wanted to make more, I guess the people making the show wanted to make more, and it wasn't going to happen there. And Netflix... Are gonna let her make it. This is a good show. Seen the first two seasons. Yeah, no, you, you've uh, yeah, you've praised it quite a bit. I mean, it really is season. a continuation of the Cry Kid. It's not a spoof. It's a legit follow-up. Like it's it's very much within that world. They've carried on the tone. It's it's a good show. So I'm happy to hear that they're getting a third season. And you know, you made the point yourself. The fact you've not seen it, making it available on Netflix, it's going to reach a bigger audience. So I'm happy That's for it. that. That just means the third season is just going to be bigger than potentially, you know, bigger. It's going to... doesn't need to be, be to be honest. Like, because, you know, they didn't... Oh, no, I just mean how it lands and what Yeah, like the response, yeah. yeah. Speaking of movies turning into TV shows, a Groundhog Day TV show is in the works, according to Stephen Tobolowski. Uh, Tobolowski, of course, played Ned, Ned, in the uh, original film, the annoying insurance salesman who Phil, played by Bill Murray, of course, runs into every day. Great film, really good film. 
a really good Bill Murray film. Uh, yeah, this is interesting. I don't know why. I, I don't mean, know how. Can... I just don't know. I mean, I imagine it wouldn't be Bill Murray. It'd be just a new, a whole like a whole new somebody else whole new thing stuck yeah. going through the same thing. But they're bringing back Ned on Groundhog Day actor. Tobolowski, he's in The Goldbergs. He played the principal and he was on the Sony lot and he was just walking in between um, sets, I guess. And he was approached and asked if he'd be interested in appearing and reprising his role. And then he was interviewed somewhere and this is where it's all come from. So yeah, we're not going to get a Bill Murray on TV, but somewhere there's... You know, we're going to be able to see a Groundhog Day TV series, and the film it would... itself is perfect. Like, just, it is what it is. Do you think it would work in like a TV for, in the long format? Have you seen Russian Doll? They've done it I mean, already. I was going to bring that up as a. Yeah. I was going to bring that up as a as an example of potentially it could work. What would Groundhog Day look like on TV? Russian Doll. Netflix have done it. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, fair, fair enough. Like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. we've got a uh, premiere date for The Boys Season 2, September 4th. That's exciting. It's good. I enjoyed The Boys. I know you didn't, uh, you didn't hell love it. You well, enjoyed, I enjoyed it. it. I didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. And I'm very much looking forward to spending more time with these characters. And what I've seen of season two so far looks, looks good. We've got a new character who's going to go toe-to-toe. Um, I'm blanking on the hero's name. Blonde hair, blue suit. I've not seen The Boys in a while. What's he called? <laughs> like the, the main The main hero. Guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I've forgotten as well. Like it's that been, guy. it's been a while. I feel like it's we're been both, almost like it's, it's been almost a year. I think. Excited. Oh, this is killing me now. What's he called? But anyway, there's new. I can't even remember her name. The new character that's coming into it. Wow. Um, I remember like Starlight or whatever her name is. Yeah. Starlight. And Huey. Mm-hmm. I remember Huey. Huey. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> That's Very good. Amazing show. Amazing show. Season Can't praise two. it enough. I really loved it. But, it uh... is a good show. <laughs> All right. Um, the popular video game Fallout is officially being adapted as uh, a TV series on Amazon. We've got Westworld creators Lisa Joy and Jonah Nolan, um, I guess, helming the project. Fallout, have you played? Please tell me you have. No. Next story. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just familiar? address the fact. Okay. Let's just address the fact that video games are getting, you know, a lot more love these days. It seems in, in, in movies, TV. So you know, new era, I think. And that's all I got to say. That's all I got. Did you get through the recent season of Westworld? No, but um, we are planning on going back to. Um, we gotta we gotta finish off season two because <laughs> something remember. happened and we stopped watching. <laughs> I can't remember the last time where it was so difficult to finish something. But anyway, we're not talking about. Oh, look, about if it doesn't it. work for you, no, don't force it. Just let it go. Like it's. I know, but do. when it's a show you're watching with your wife and one of you wants to watch it anyway, we don't need to get into it. But there's reasons <laughs> why I stuck with it. Beavis and Butter. Let's talk about these guys. Right, they're coming back. We're getting two new seasons. On Comedy Central, with creator Mike Judge returning to write and produce. 
Originally, the they were on MTV, now on Comedy Central. It's a bit of a change. Uh, Judge's arrangement with Comedy Central also allows for more Beavis and Butthead spin-offs and specials to appear in the future. So these characters could be back in a big way. Yeah, look, i got to admit, I, I mean, I, I guess it was before my time, not that that should stop anyone from ever revisiting anything from a past, but I think I just missed that. I was probably too young for when it was like it's hot, at its height in like, what was it, like the early 90s, maybe even mid to late. It just never appealed to me in any sort of capacity. It just seemed like really dumb humor, which I guess was the point, but... I always wanted to like Beavis and Butthead more than I did. But what I liked most about the franchise or the characters <laughs> is that on my PC, I had a game. It was quite fun to play. But I tried to watch the show. And, you know, you got to discover some interesting uh, musicians on there with the live clips of the show. And the movie, like Beavis and Butthead Do America, we had Bruce Willis, Demi Moore in there. And I really tried to like that as well. In fact, you know what, Mike Judge, after Beavis and Butthead, I do like Office Space because it wasn't really until Silicon Valley that I really, really liked something of his. But who knows? Maybe fresh set of eyes. We might maybe yeah. It see could be my introduction. Yeah, yeah. It could be my introduction to Beavis and Butthead, and I might finally understand what it's all about. I They've guess. got a huge audience. Like, there's people that I know that are big fans and are happy that they're returning. Well, yeah, like, and I believe that. I believe that those people, those people are out there. Um, I feel like there's a segue somehow through MTV. Let's just pretend I said something cool. Um, a Clone <laughs> High, a Clone High reboot is in the works at MTV Studios. Um, we've got Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Re, uh, they'll reunite with Bill Lawrence to bring the cult classic animated series um, back to TV. Um, the series revolves around a group of teenage clones of famous historical figures like Abraham Lincoln, um, Mahatma Gandhi, Joan of Arc, and John F. Kennedy. Even reading that, I'm still not really sure what this is about. This <laughs> it sounds fantastic. like something a crazy. It is, it is fantastic. It only ran for one season. 13 episodes and yet Phil Lord and Chris Miller this was them the beginning of their career Bill Lawrence the creator of Scrubs and it was my love of Scrubs back in the day that was the reason why I discovered this show in the first place and it's really funny and if you watch and like Scrubs at some point most of the key cast appear on this show Zach Braff's in it Donald Faison it's great. It's a really good show. And I'm really surprised that they're bringing it back. You know, I listened to the Scrubs podcast. Uh, what is it called? It's called um, Real Friends, Fake Doctors, or Fake Doctors, Real Friends, one of the two. I subscribe. It just downloads automatically. But on that, <laughs> I read the title made, every time it plays. <laughs> on that, they made reference to something maybe happening with Clone High. And then it was like a couple of weeks later, here we are talking about it. So the show is coming back with the original creators. I'm excited for it. That's really cool. All right, got something different. CBS All Access, new animated series, Star Trek Lower Decks, will debut on August 6th. I'm really looking forward to this one 
as well. The animation style looks very Rick and Morty. It's not a kids animated show. They're going for a more mature audience. And it looks is it, really cool. Is it a drama or is it? It's a comedy. Comedy. Okay. It it's comedy. an animated comedy. That's so it's okay. the first Star Trek comedy. And it just looks a lot of fun. So like these are the top guys. It's why they've got the name Lower Decks. Like these are the like the underdogs, the smaller guys on the ship that you wouldn't normally spend time with. So there'll be like a big crisis going on in the, you know. Like from their perspective, it's probably something really trivial that they're dealing with. But I'm very keen, but we don't know outside of the US where this is going to be made available to stream. As I say, they get it on CBS All Access. Here in Australia, we got Picard on Prime and Discovery on Netflix. So who knows where this is going to pop up. Yeah, what a mess, eh? Like, what a mess. We just need, like, a, a Star bit. Trek channel. A little <laughs> bit, yeah. But I'm into it, though. Like, they've released some new stills, and it looks fun. So in less than a month away as well, which is very exciting. We like new stuff. Um, Larry David's Curb Your Enthusiasm has officially been renewed for season 11 by HBO. Honestly, did not know it has been this long. Like, it's been 10 years already. It has been 10 Maybe years? Even no, it's been longer. It's been longer because it's not been every year. So it's probably pushed yeah, out true. a little bit. I was going to say maybe the opposite. They've done multiple seasons. No, they haven't. No, not at all. No. no, it's been longer than that. Wow. I mean, Seinfeld, what was that? Nine seasons. Was that nine? Yeah, I think we went over this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> nine. No, I'm just forgetting that. But anyway, Curb, 11 seasons. And I love this show as much now as I did then. It's definitely not 10 because Friends went for 10. Seinfeld went for nine, was it? So I'd say it was nine. Okay. In fact, you know what it is? It's nine because season seven, I believe, was the Seinfeld reunion season on the show. I think Curb is brilliant. And what made it great then makes it great now. Larry David hasn't missed a step. And this show is just fantastic. I would be happy... It doesn't need to do it every year. We'll just keep making them. Keep making it and I'll watch it. I absolutely love the show. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, that wraps our TV news. Um, now I guess we've got some recommends. I'm going to recommend a podcast. And it's one that is still releasing new episodes, but it's not a podcast like ours. This is a stage, <laughs> a stage <laughs> podcast where they've got actors and everything. I'm talking about Blockbuster Podcast. The first season of the Blockbuster Podcast explored the early emergence of Steven Spielberg and George Lucas, who created the template for the modern Blockbuster movie with Jaws and Star Wars. The new 10-episode season is focused on the rise of James Cameron, and it is phenomenal. It is absolutely brilliant. Uh, voicing Cameron, they've got Ross Marquand. He played Red Skull in the Avengers films. He's known for doing voices. He was in The Walking Dead. And that first season of the podcast was fantastic. But they've really upped the production value on this one. It is absolutely incredible and instead of just being told about the early life 
of James Cameron. It's dramatised. And it is just incredible. It really is. They've released, I think, three episodes so far out of the ten. So normally we'd like to watch the whole of something or listen to the whole of something before recommending it. But I want people, if they're not checking this out, they really should because it is so good. I think in the US it drops on a Wednesday. We get it early hours on a Thursday. So my Thursday morning drive to work, it's this podcast and it is just amazing. And the way it's dramatized, it's so good. Like we're getting the highs and lows and you really feel the emotion. And we know we know where we're going. We know who James Cameron becomes, but we get we're getting him in the beginning and he's working his way through his career. How do we get there? It's it's amazing. Like he's it sounds just, like a like an interesting premise um and then uh, the way they're executing it it sounds like okay so that's good. a unique take instead of so just being like hey this is what happened it's like this is how it happened but like in with a story like uh, if you're familiar with score the documentary those guys did score the podcast that is a great show in itself um but one of the guys from there he's doing this and again like the production value is is incredible and it's half an hour well, that's all it goes for it's usually like 20 minutes and then maybe five to ten minutes behind the scenes it is fantastic but where i'm at is uh you've got james cameron waking from like a fever dream where he's having this nightmare about this terminator hunting him down and that's where the origin of the terminator comes from and it has like a teaser oh, yeah. for the next episode and he's um, going out to dinner to meet arnold schwarzenegger cannot wait it, it is brilliant. Wow. Honestly, it is yeah. so good. Blockbuster podcast. And it's available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, it's everywhere. Check it out. All right. I've got to tell you, this, this, uh, this fortnight I've had a weird run with trying to find a recommend purely because I haven't watched that much new stuff. I've been, I've been kind of tied up watching a lot of Buffy. I'm doing a big Buffy run. I'm on the second last season doing a lot of that i'm not recommending it because i feel like everybody knows buffy everyone knows it's great um i love it it's fantastic by the way uh, i've also been playing a lot of the last of us part two um and any other movie that i've been watching we're doing reviews for so i don't want to recommend or not recommend them in any capacity at this stage um i've also managed to check out just recently on netflix avatar the last airbender dropped that's what i'm going to recommend purely because i'd never watched it and many people have always told me to check it out. And I'm about halfway... Hang on. Is this the live-action movie? No. no oh, my just, goodness. That's just called The Last Airbender. <laughs> no, no, this is the the beloved series oh, wow. that that movie was based on. <laughs> so, you made Avatar. Avatar, The Last Airbender. I'd never, I've never watched this show before. Um, uh, it's a Nickelodeon show now on Netflix. People have always said, watch it, check it out. And I'm like, yeah, it looks pretty childish. You know, like it kind of looks like kind of cheesy, cheap looking kind of anime. Not really my kind of thing. I started watching it. The mythology in there is, is, is the main appeal. Fun, goofy characters as you know, from what you want. Created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Conietzo. Um, yeah. If you're unfamiliar, there's this character called Aang. He's like a hundred years old or something like that. Um, he's what you call an airbender. He can bend air. There's also like fire people, water people. 
there's just heaps of stuff going on. I, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think it, it first aired in like 2005, three seasons, not a long run. Like I said, I'm already halfway through and I'm already like, this is amazing. So yeah, something from uh, something from the past to revisit, and all on Netflix as well, which just makes things easy to consume. It really does. It's right Can there on your TV. I've never seen phone wherever you want. I'll, I'll have a look. I, will I know you're not a big anime a guy, so if you don't end not up at all, I'll, I've seen you. I've seen the live action movie, the uh, M Night Shyamalan <laughs> movie. I watched that on a plane. Terrible, right? But anyway, you're not recommending that. <laughs> I was worried for a moment. You're recommending the TV series. That's okay. Well, I still haven't watched that movie. So after I'm done the series, I'm going to check out that movie. Just could be your next recommend. I um, don't think so. But this we'll is see. less of a recommend. Not that I'm not recommending it, but this is more of a shout out. And it's to it's for a new podcast, oversized New York apartments podcast. Adam Parry friend of the podcast he's been a guest on my sounds like comics podcast quite a few times well him and two of his friends michael and eric they've started this new podcast and when they're basically they're pitting friends and seinfeld against each other two icons one winner it's the ultimate debate once and for all which one is better they've got three episodes out so far so again available where you listen to podcasts and it's a good fun show it's three mates talking about two american comedies from the 90s what do they have in common oversized new york apartments there you go that's the name so of the if, podcast. if it's a battle between the two shows which shows winning so far what, what seems to be in the league well i've done the first one because i'm struggling to get a hold of friends i've got seinfeld and it's going to be streaming somewhere, maybe Stan here in Australia. I'm trying to track it down on DVD. The good thing about it is that I don't want to give anything away, but you've got, there's three of them. One, the favourite is Friends. The other, the favourite is Seinfeld. And the third, kind of in between. But even if you've got someone who their favourite is Seinfeld, Seinfeld's not necessarily going to win in the debate. Like They may pick Friends. So they're right. going to come about it completely impartial. It's, it's a it's, per, it's, it's, it's episode against episode, right? Is that... It is, yeah, one for one. So I've done the pilot of both so far. So I think the first Seinfeld was the Seinfeld Chronicles. But it's good. Check it out. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, support, support the guys, which is cool. Um, all right. Um, I've got a bit of trivia for you and i'm gonna make it all groundhog day related because i feel like it's the first time we've talked about that maybe ever maybe not don't know just a few random bits of there's lots of funny random bits of trivia for this movie um which i found like harold ramus directed the kids in the snowball fight to hit bill murray as hard as they could (laughs) that's funny laugh it's great (laughs) um the scene where Phil picks up the alarm clock and slams it onto the floor didn't go as planned. Um, Bill Murray slammed the clock, but it didn't even break. So, it, you know, he kept bashing it. They ended up bashing it with a hammer to actually get it to look as it does. And it continued to play as it does in the movie. So there's that. Um, and lastly, just to wrap it all up, Bill Murray was bitten by the groundhog twice during shooting. 
He then had to have anti-rabies injections. Wow. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ending on a light note there. I love it. It's just, I swear to God, flick through the Groundhog Day trivia. It's like on IMDb. It's, it's so many gems there. I could go on. It's amazing. It's just random shit happening. <laughs> everyone has lots of stories to tell, which is cool. So, okay. <laughs> I guess I'm done. Uh, that's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstudiopodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Scoob. Sounds like comics have a new episode looking at The Mask of Zorro from 1998. And Rewind and Review recently went back 20 years to revisit Chicken Run. Stay tuned for our upcoming review of Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Such a long tale. (laughs) It's great. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film studio. See you soon. 